Listen, collective, you want to know the quickest way to diminish your self-confidence? Comparing yourself to others. Stop doing it. Stop doing it right now. If you're scrolling on Instagram and you are comparing yourself to someone else's edited videos or photos, over time, your confidence will be non-existent. Trust me when I say this. What's up, Collective? Nina here. Do another episode for you, and this is actually a special one. Because this is another supporter, listener, viewer um, question. And this question and this viewer, the supporter, who I can't thank enough for supporting and listening, um, pulled at my heartstrings with this question. And... I know that every single human being has struggled with this at some point in their life or maybe struggling with it now. So I thought it was very important to do this episode. Um, So you guys know the drill by now. Go check me out, ninahogan.com. If you want to join in the conversation, media at gmail. All this stuff will be in the description of the episode. But going right into this, the question was, Nina, how do you be more yourself? And I had to read this a couple times um, and kind of get the the vibe, the the energy, the feeling that I was getting from reading this question, maybe even where uh, the person was when they asked this question. Um, and just so you guys know, I'm, I never shout you out in this podcast. If you don't want to, everything will be anonymous. Even if you put your name in there, unless you tell me otherwise, I will never, um, I'll never call you out, (laughs) but no, um, this is interesting because, you know, the next part to that was, is it nor, and she said, and I'm sorry, she, it is a she, it doesn't matter. She said, and is it normal not to like yourself? And, you know, powerful questions. And some people might disagree. I want to answer the second one kind of just as a whole answer it. Yeah, it is normal not to like yourself. Um, I think all of us go through these phases of, you know, we're not proud of ourselves. We think we could do better. And that is a form of not liking ourselves and it's absolutely normal I think it's just something that you know humans are designed to do and I said this in another episode that I feel like we are programmed in some way to default to be attracted to negative to negative situations negative feelings negative aspects of ourselves whether that's physically or whatever um And we go through these, you know, ups and downs of being our number one fan to loathing ourselves entirely. And it's heartbreaking when someone asks you a question like this and not just because you feel where they're coming from, but you know the feeling because you've been there before. So before I get into this, I want you guys to 
tell me have where maybe share a time with me when you have felt like you didn't even like yourself um, or you didn't know who you were you didn't know how to be who you are and do that at media.collectiveculture at gmail it's going to be the link down in the description of this episode but there are ways um, that i have found over four years of being on uh, this planet and in this body and in this life to help me know myself. I mean, because that's where it starts is you, you need to know who you are. You can't like yourself or even begin to express who you are until you actually know who you are. So, you know, getting to know yourself can be many different, different ways. Um, one one easy way that I would say that I realized that I like who I am and I and I know who I am is by taking care of myself. Uh, I've had some health scares over the last couple of years, some health challenges that I've had to overcome and still overcoming them. And in those moments of being at my weakest physical strength, or physical, you know, health, you think (laughs) that's all you really can do is think. And something that I noticed that I do, and I, I try to be as transparent as I possibly can be on this podcast. But one thing that I notice I do a lot of is I, I make myself goals at night when I know I'm not going to actually do any of those things at that moment. And then sometimes I fall short come the next day. And that is because it sounds really great in my head and I'm very motivated, but my body doesn't follow. So I'm, it's very easy for me to make those goals while I'm laying down in the bed, going to sleep. And it's, you know, then it is to actually do those things the next day. So the way that I've changed that, or one of the ways that I've changed that I should say is taking care of myself. So when I realized there were things that I could do, actions that I could take, routines that I could start to help my, my physical health, they started really putting my life into perspective and what I actually want and what I'll actually put up with, with myself, with other people in my life and cutting things out cutting foods out, cutting social media out, cutting work hours out, um, and even cutting out people. Um, Because what I realized was more important and that was affecting my physical health the most was my mental health and where I was at mentally. And really, it's you know, it's about the exercise and the diet and um, just improving my overall health. Um, setting a goal for myself that I'm going to do this much physical activity this week Um, and being realistic about it too. Uh, People oftentimes, they, especially during this part of the year where they make New Year's resolutions and I spoke about this in my resolutions episode, but they all often fall short. You know, they start a uh, resolution and then two weeks later it's it's lost all its steam and momentum and people crash and they don't go back to it. 
And really, the only way, I say this all the time, so I'm sorry if you guys are reoccurring listeners and you hear me repeat myself often, <laughs> um, it starts with you and you've got to do things that you enjoy because if you're not doing things that you enjoy, you are not going to be consistent at them. However, if you never try something new, you are not going to know if you enjoy it. So, you know, just because you've never liked golfing and you've never tried it. I mean, you don't know if you don't like golfing. So my whole thing with that too is that's a part of taking care of myself where I would say no to something right away just because I have this preconceived notion that I'm not going to like it, which is just ultimately me going into a situation with negative, with a negative mindset um, is trying things, um, trying foods, uh, doctor put me on a uh, candida diet. Uh, if you guys don't know what candida is, hit me up. But I do plan on doing an episode about it because I want to update you guys and give you some healthy tips to follow if you guys are kind of going through the same thing I am. But I got put on a very strict candida diet and um, it's hard. It was, it was, it's really hard to follow because it's, it's very strict. And one of the things that were on the list, I wasn't the biggest fan of, and it was something I never really tried to eat. So I just was making it up in my head that I didn't like it. I ended up liking it. So, and it's good for me and it's healthy for me and it's going to make me feel better. Uh, so you're also not going to know yourself if you don't know what you like. (laughs) So, you know, Uh, Another example I'll give you guys is I've never really liked country music. Um, I've dabbled, like, obviously I like Johnny Cash um, and things like that, but I've never really been a fan and, like, go to my playlist and and have a country playlist. You know, I've just never really been into country music. And I always wondered why, because so many people are into country music, and a lot of times it's it's the voice. It's the voice of the person singing is what kind of turned me off from wanting to listen to it. And then with that, with that being said, it's also kind of the lyrics. The lyrics always seem to be depressing and about somebody's dog dying or, you know, um, and it, it was just, it kind of always bummed me out, you know? So, but then I had a friend sing country music in a different way and it got me understanding it and enjoying it more and now I have a different respect and I hear country music differently than I used to so shout out to you friend you know who you are um but yeah I mean it it does it does kind of start with taking care of yourself that is definitely a way to love yourself that's a way of showing yourself love is to make sure that you're eating foods that your body um, needs for nourishment, that you're having, good, you're practicing good hygiene, that you're getting at least 30 minutes a day of exercise or activity, that you are stretching. Um, stretching is such a vital part of a human body, and that you are taking time for mindful moments. Um, whether that is a solid prayer practice or meditation practice or just 60 seconds of breath, (laughs) um, 
and you know promoting good sleep sleeping well sleeping at least eight to ten hours a night I know some of us don't require that some of us are pretty good with only four to five hours of sleep and you guys are something else (laughs) I am not that person so yeah and then something else too that I want to mention is I've never been a nap person Um, and not because I feel like there's anything wrong with naps, but I just would never, you know, I would always say, I'm going to go take a nap and I'd lay there and lay there and lay there and I would never fall asleep. And then I got, or then I turned 40 and naps just tell me when it's time. (laughs) I just fall asleep. Um, which I don't know that I'm a big fan of that I'm a nap person because I tend to sleep at least eight hours a night. So I don't really need the extra. Um, but since my body has been going through some, some health challenges, you know, the, the body does very well when it's asleep and it um, is very healing for the body to sleep. So uh, I have a love-hate relationship with napping. But... You know, like I said, it's all about taking care of yourself and really listening to your body um, is all a part of that too. But another way that I found is identifying my strengths. Not to say that I don't identify my weaknesses because absolutely you have to, you have to be balanced. But in order to have a better relationship with yourself, or at least to start having a better relationship with yourself, is to less beat yourself up and more lift yourself up. Um, you know, maybe you are not the greatest cook, but you can find the greatest deals on takeout or, you know, the greatest restaurants or, you know what I mean? Like find a way to look at it in a different, um, from a different perspective where, you know, you're stronger in that area. Um, for me, I'm, I wouldn't, I know I'll use the cooking thing as an example. I'm not the weakest cook. Like I can definitely cook. I just don't always enjoy it. <laughs> um, and I never have, which is just very odd because I'm Italian and that's something Italian women love doing is cooking. Now, will I say that I, I never enjoy it? Absolutely not. I do enjoy it sometimes when I'm cooking for my child, which is the amount of cooking that I do on a regular basis. I love it. If I'm cooking for a man in my life that I love, I enjoy it. Right. But there's, I think it's because too, I put a lot of pressure on myself and that's something I know about. So I know that it's a weakness of mine to put pressure on myself. So anything that I feel like I'm going to feel pressured to do or to accomplish or to be great at or, or whatever, I tend to not want to do those things. Um, so, you know, with the example I put, I know great restaurants, I know great food, and I love to eat. <laughs> so I know my strengths in food. I just know that when it comes to actually preparing it myself, although when I do it, it comes out great, I am just not, I'm not motivated or like get excited about cooking. So, uh, but that's what, you know what, that's what there are great chefs out there for. And I love promoting other people, you know, like I don't plan to know, to ever know how to fix cars, but that's why there's great mechanics out there that I will give my money to, to fix my car. 
So it's also in that way of looking at it in a way where I'm helping other people, even though I'm not like learning the skill, you know? Um, and this came, this part came later on in my life because I had to grow up and I had to get out of my own way. Uh, but having gratitude for myself, being grateful, which goes back to, you know, knowing your strengths, but this is like being grateful for my strengths and some things that I would consider, um, yeah, I'm good at them, but they're maybe a burden to me or sometimes I feel like they're a curse. <laughs> um, you know, like being a loyal person, uh, that may sound weird to bring that up, but sometimes in my life being such a loyal person I feel like has gotten me cheated on I feel like it has gotten me treated badly betrayed um, and kind of taken for granted uh, a lot of times so you know it that's why it's taken me till I've gotten in my older e years to really be great grateful for being a loyal person uh, because I know that loyalty is a very rare <laughs> um, personality in people, uh, but it's also a very special personality trait to have. Um, and I'm very glad and gracious and with so much appreciation that I am this way. Uh, because, you know, I won't, um, I won't bow on people at the first sight of challenge. And, uh, you know, I won't cheat on a love partner. Um, so, you know, there's, there are definite great aspects to being a loyal person. Um, and I'm very grateful for being that way. Um, another thing that I definitely practice way more now than I used to, uh, is comparing myself to others. Don't do it. <laughs> um, social with the age of and being in a world um, where social media is a thing, it's really hard to not partake in this. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're wasting your time, your precious, precious, valuable time on comparing. And really, nothing ever good comes out of it. It really doesn't. Um, it might, something might feel good in a moment because you know, you've compared yourself to this one person and then you, you did something that they do or on the same in industry as them and you do it better. You get more of a following than they did or something. It, you're really gloating at that point and it's, it's really coming from a negative mindset regardless. So it's just, you know, be very, very careful with comparing yourself. Um, it will definitely diminish your self-confidence over time, um, especially if you're doing it every day. And I know people on social media, they are on there all the time. I used to be very guilty of this on TikTok and then I legit deleted my account. Um, so, and with that being said, the next one would be limiting my social media exposure, <laughs> like staying off of it as much as I possibly can in especially if I'm doing it to make myself feel like shit, to compare myself to others. 
nothing comes, nothing good comes from it. Nothing comes good from it. Most of the pictures that you see on social media are edited, folks. They have filters. They have, I mean, I, I do sometimes put filters on mine, but like the things you can do with like these apps, these photo editor apps and these video editor apps, they're scary. They will literally make you look like a different person. And that is, I mean, talk about facades and wearing false masks. I mean, like people are getting catfish left and right. And it's so funny. I asked now, and I knew that that, what the answer was going to be, because I'm not, I'm not editing my shit so much to where I don't even look like who I am in person. But I literally asked one of my friends, I was like, do I look, do I look like this in person? Like this picture? And she was like, yeah, she was like, you might look a little more tan in the picture than you, but she was like, yeah, for the most part, you look pretty much the same. And I'm like thinking to myself, why did I even fucking ask that? Like I knew that, but like you, you do this thing where you like see all these pictures of these people and you're like, did they even really look like that? I used to have a friend, uh, well, I don't know if it was really a friend, more of like an associate, but I remember seeing this person without makeup on for the first time. And I was in shock. Like they had like no eyebrows, no eyelashes, no lips, and I'm just, no cheekbones, like everything about their face was done up. It was, it was altered with makeup. And that's just crazy to me what makeup can do. Oh my God. Um, Something too, um, and it's funny, I just I just recently did an episode about the self-help book, The Secret, and a blogger, uh, a favorite author of mine, put into words perfectly on how I feel about the book, The Secret, and why I do not resonate with it at all, but, um, you know, it's basically talking about if you think positively then positive things will happen to you and don't ever think negatively because negative things will happen to you and while I believe that to an extent um I you know I promote realistic thinking and realistic mindsets and sometimes negative thinking can keep you out of a shitty situation um it has for me many times um just being real, just being realistic about your situation. It's funny. I had a, uh, a life coach, I guess, or a, I don't know. I guess he's called a life coach, but I had said something to him in a conversation. And I had said, um, you know, being real, being more realistic in life will get you a lot farther. And he disagreed with me. And while I understand exactly where he's coming from and I agree with him to an extent, he said, he said, fuck being realistic. He said, if I would have been realistic, I wouldn't be doing the job I'm doing now. And I don't think he quite understood what I meant by being realistic because I don't mean, you know, like you completely just don't take risks in life and you don't say yes to things. But this is more like a common sense realism, you know, like if you know for a fact that you you know, you can't sell cars, you don't want to sell cars, and yet you go try to sell cars and you hate it, 
you know, you're, you're going to always hate it because it's not something that you enjoy doing. Um, but people oftentimes they over, um, fantasize about things is another way that I was talking about being realistic. It's because people over fantasize and over romanticize things in their life and they have no sense of being real about what they're actually doing and they go in and fall on their face. Now, not to say that on the flip side of that, it's not a way to know yourself and have, be self-aware to fall on your face. It's just how many times you're going to fall on your face before you actually learn. So, yeah, you know, but I mean, that brings me to my next point on how I, you know, keep myself in this place where I hold space for myself and, you know, I have more days than not where I actually love myself and like myself. And one of those is I try to think positive, positively, um, as much as I possibly can. Um, like I said at the beginning of this episode, humans are unfortunately designed to be attracted to negative situations and people and mindsets and just things in general. So it's hard sometimes to always be positive and it's not realistic to always be positive. But when you practice looking at things, maybe not even from a positive perspective, from just a different perspective, um, seeing the big picture in something, it, it can get you through or navigate you through um, the situation or decision that you face in maybe a, a better way or maybe in a way where you learn or maybe in a way where that it helps you in the future. You know, you just never know. But I don't want to promote negative thinking either. I mean, it absolutely is better in life to think positively. It's just not realistic to think that you're going to be like that all the time. Something else to, um, would be being kind to others. Um, I can't tell you how many times a day, if, if, and when I go out of the house and I'm around other people that I smile at least one person, a neighbor, uh, a stranger at the store or a couple strangers at the store. Um, I'll even compliment someone on their hair or their outfit. And not because I go in it with the intention of getting it back, but because you never know what someone else is going through and because either I really love their hair or their outfit or because I just want to do something nice for someone else. And maybe it's because I'm in a shitty mood and I know when I do something nice for another person, it makes me feel good. So it is a little selfish sometimes, but it's, a very healthy, selfish thing to do. Uh, so yeah, so, you know, next time you're out in public and you walk by someone, just, just smile at them. You don't have to be creepy. I mean, definitely vibe them out if you're a woman and then you're walking past some guy that looks creepy, you know, maybe not, but, (laughs) but you never know. You just never know. Um, also to something that I, I kind of tell my son about, and this is something my son has actually taught me and several of my friends and his friends is he loves looking forward to something. Like if we have something planned, it is like makes his whole month that that thing is going to happen in. It makes his whole month. Like he is just so excited about the thing. He counts on the days. 
He loves talking about what we're going to go do. And I love that about him. He, he, he gets so excited. And I try to have things for him to look forward to. And I think sometimes when we get real busy with work and life, we don't, we don't really plan anything anymore that is actually fun or something that we're excited about, even if it has to do with work. It's just being excited about something. And I definitely think that is one really big way to enjoy your, your time on earth is to create things to look forward to. Um, yeah, it just, it keeps, it makes life worth living too. It makes you want to get through your days and be happy about them because you know, at the end of the week or the end of the month that you've got this really cool concert to go to or this networking event or a date, you know, so keeping that in mind, um, one thing that, uh, Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk is he always says, and he always promotes that your network is your net worth. And basically that just means the people that you hang around with are your, you know, your financial lifeline and your, just your lifeline in general and, and your positivity meter and your happiness meter and life and quality of life meter. So if you're around a bunch of people who are, you know, negative Nancy's or negative Nina's and you know, they have no goals in life. They're not driven. They shit on all your ideas. They don't support your business. These are not people that are going to move the needle for you. They're not going to help you. And they're definitely not going to support you moving forward in your life. So look around. If you can't name five people that when you get off the phone with them, you feel inspired, then you need to add to that because you should at least have five people in your life that inspire you, um, that you can talk to, that you can bounce ideas off. Now, I know for some people, five people might be a lot. Some people only fuck with three or four people. You know, they only hang out with a few people and they trust them. Well, those three or four people better be people that inspire you. You two feed off of each other to have the greatest life that you could possibly have and whatever that means to you. You support each other's business. You lift each other up when someone's going through a breakup or a hard time, right? And if you don't have any people like that in your life, you know, it, it's, not, um, it's not selfish for you to look at your life and make start making choices. I told you... A minute ago, I not only cut out foods that were bad for me, but I cut out people. So, you know, it's just definitely something to look at and to pay attention to. And even when you meet new people, pay attention to their vibe. Pay attention to how you feel when you're around them, you know? Uh, another thing that I often do um, that kind of gets me through, like, funks that I get in is setting myself achievable small goals. Um, and they can be whatever you want them to be. Mine this week, well, actually I started on Saturday, but mine from Saturday to Saturday, I wanted to really start lifting weights this week and do it every single day. 
And um, if I didn't, if I missed the day, then the next day I was gonna have to do double the weights and double the reps. So these are achievable goals. And um, I don't, I'm not promoting you to do this because please do this at your own risk. I don't want anyone getting injured by any of the things that I talk about on my podcast. But that was just an example of a small achievable goal that I made for myself this week, um, which actually you guys will be hearing this in, t- in the future because I'm recording these ahead of time. <laughs> so I've, I'm just, another thing is like having good time management, cutting out work hours for me was very beneficial to my well-being in life um, and being able to spend more time with my son. So I recorded a lot of my past episodes um, ahead of time so that when they came out, I could actually take a break from working. So anyway, the, the, other, the other ones that I do are twofold. I try to have as much compassion as I can for myself without it becoming an excuse. Uh, what I mean for that is I'll tell you, for instance, for the weight training that I, that I plan to do this week, if I don't get to it in the day, if they, I miss a day, which today will probably be a day that I miss just because I worked very late and it's already almost seven o'clock at night and I've had a looming headache uh, pretty much all day. So I'm literally going to rest after I do this podcast episode. Um and spend some time with someone I care about. So, you know, it's just, it's for me, I have to do what's good for me. And that is how I am practicing compassion for myself. Um, What I don't wanna do is have compassion turn into a lazy excuse where I, you know, today I don't do it and then tomorrow I'm like, well, I'm not gonna do double the rep because then I'll hurt myself. You know what I mean? Which is true. I could hurt myself, but I know my body and I know what I'm doing. I've, I've done fitness teaching and training for years, but trying to make excuses so that I don't follow through with what my actual goal was. That's not being compassionate for myself. <laughs> so the twofold parts that is having compassion for others. And it's funny. I had this conversation with my friend earlier today where we were talking about people not understanding that we need our time, that we value our time. And sometimes we're, we're, we're busy valuing our time or we're busy taking care of ourselves and we, we can't make time for a friend or a loved one um, or family member or work even because we need that time for ourselves and not feeling guilty about it. Me and her are very similar in that way. And a lot of times we end up feeling really guilty about say no. And that's something that I've had to really deal with and face because I am a, I'm very guilty of not being able to tell people no. And it's, it's put me in bad place mentally. And it's also started to affect my health um, because I just go and go and go and go. And then when I can't take it no more, I shut down, you know, and I just cut everything off and that's not healthy either. So understanding what I need will help you in knowing who you are 
And if what you need is to be sometimes an introvert, you know, if you're an extrovert all the time, maybe you need to be an introvert. Maybe you need to spend some quiet nights at home and self-reflect and be a hermit, you know, and take care of you, take a bath and, you know, read a book. And that brings me to my last thing that I do. And it's something that I've always kind of done off and on. I picked it back up because I noticed that it very much helps me relax at night. And that is reading. Um, And I've even got my son doing it again, where he pretty much reads 35 to 35 minutes to an hour every night before he goes to bed. And reading reading whatever, you know, sometimes I'll read a fiction and sometimes I'll read a nonfiction. Right now, I'm gonna do a book review actually on this when I'm done with it. But right now I am reading Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And before anybody asks, no, I'm not a Christian. Um, Do I believe everything that Christians say? No. Do I think all Christians are lovely people? No, (laughs) but this book was recommended to me and I'm a very open-minded person and they said that it was a really great perspective on Christianity. So, and right now I am on, let's see, I am on page 41 of... 215 pages. So I've got a ways to go, or no, actually 227 pages. So I actually have a ways to go with this, but for 41 pages that I've read through so far, I'm really liking C.S. Lewis's uh, perspective on Christianity. So look out for that future episode. I am actually going to do a book review on this when I'm done. Um, and I might end up start reading some of his other books that he has. He has quite a few. Um, so yeah. And if you guys have read this, please let me know. Um, he also apparently wrote The Lion, The Witch, and the Wardrobe, um, from The Chronicles of Narnia, which is not anything like this book. So I'm glad I didn't know that going into it because I probably wouldn't have read this if I knew he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, But anyway, like I said, this is nothing like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. This is actually a very good perspective on Christianity. And I like the way that he puts it into words. And it's a nonfiction book. So uh, that is what I'm currently reading. Um, I also like fiction books. I've been really into Colleen Hoover. um, And I just started another fiction book called Daisy and the Six. I don't have it with me right now, but you guys can look it up. It's basically a kind of a ripoff story. It's really good. I shouldn't use the word ripoff, but that's basically what it is of uh, Stevie Nicks. Um, but it's really good. It's, it's written very well. Um, so yeah, look that up. It's called Daisy, Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, go look that up. It's really good. I'm not done with that either. Um, and to close this long episode off, I would like to ask you guys how you would feel about me doing more book reviews. I had a pretty good, um, 
response to the ones that I've done in the past. Uh, but if you guys would like to see more of those, let me know. And any other topics you would like for me to discuss on this podcast, please hit me up at media.collectedculture at gmail. And that being said, guys, I love you so much. Keep the questions coming. And to the beautiful viewer that uh, initiated this episode, I am sending you so much light. Please keep reaching out to me. We can definitely stay in touch. If you guys want to hit me up on social media, it is Nina Hogan Art on Instagram and everywhere else. It is art underscore by, or art by underscore Nina. The website is ninahogan.com. I love you guys. Until next time. <laughs>